Welcome back to Real Talk with Mr. Evans. It's been a it's been a long time, y'all. <laughs> it's been a long time. I, I took some time away to focus on some personal business and some things that was going on in my life, you know. And throughout the time I was gone, something kept like coming up, you know, like around suicide, you know. And I think it was like, it hit me because I've been there, you know. And I and I caught myself like going into a different space, a different, like a different planet, you feel me? You ever like zoomed out and <laughs> and you just in a different world? That was me. So I just really want to talk with you guys on some real stuff. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not even going to hold you. I knew that back in 2013, my life would never like be the same. Because I thought about like taking my, my own life. I didn't want to live. I thought like life was pointless. I was in so much pain. Like, man, you don't realize, a lot of people don't realize how much stress and depression can impact your your physical health. And man, I, I was just in a dark place in my life, you know, um, in and out of, you know, jobs and I had a daughter all I ever want to do was do right. And I wasn't no bad guy, you feel me? I wasn't. I was just lost. I was young. You know, it was it was hard to find a job. It was hard to keep employment. It was um it was hard to just find my happy place. You know? I don't think nobody ever done nothing wrong with me. I don't think nobody ever done anything to the point where they made me depressed. It was just what I was going. I was what I was experiencing in life, on my end, for myself. And man, I remember sitting there, man, and I'm sitting in the room, and I told myself, "I'm done. I'm done with this." And I was just thinking, I said, what would life be, you know, without me? I don't think nobody would miss me. Yeah, I had a daughter, but she was, she was young. She was like two at the time. And she wouldn't known anything, honestly. I remember sitting in my room just crying, like, I can't, I can't take this pain, like, the physical pain that I was experiencing in my head and my body and it was just it was so much pain. So I said, I'm just hang myself. Yeah. And I, I told myself that. And I remember 
crying. I was in my room by myself. I like I got a bag of ties in my closet, just time up, you know, just going through the steps. And I finally got into my closet. I finally started tying them. And I heard a voice say, Daddy. I heard a voice say, Daddy. Excuse me, y'all. God sent my two-year daughter at the time. He sent her voice to me. My daughter saved my life. Because at that moment, I was just in a dark place. I I didn't see nothing. I didn't hear nothing. So I remember, you know, walking down the street to the park and I saw this young man that uh, that I grew up with and I called his name and I, I remember sitting on the slide and I'm like, hey, I need you to go get the the youth pastor at the time that was at the church. And I told him, I'm like, man, it's it's an emergency. So they, he ran. I'm watching him. It's everything was blurry, <laughs> like for real. Like everything was blurry. I'm breathing hard, and I'm I'm just walking. I didn't run. I didn't jog. I'm breathing hard from walking, and I wasn't out of shape. So I I want that to sit in, and it's just anxiety, panic attack. And so the youth pastor come, and he like, what's wrong? And I told him, I said, I don't want to live no more. I want to kill myself. Like those exact words. He said, get in the car. He didn't, he didn't laugh at me. He didn't make fun of me. And let me take a step back. I literally texted one of my friends at the time. I said, man, I'm going to kill myself. And the exact thing that he replied back was, you crazy, go get help. So that actually made it 10 times worse, right? It made it 10 times worse. I still remember that. So when I get in those moments, I'll be like, dang. And when I see that person, I'll be like, dang. Man, I'm I always been there for you. But man, that's a messed up, you know. <laughs> but he took me to the youth pastor took me to the doctor, man, and and to the hospital and they did all kind of testing on me. And I mean we he was there for eight, six, eight, nine hours there while they was testing uh, doing tests on me and then they took me into the psych uh, room and no windows, no nothing. They took everything. My own mom didn't know, man. That for real. 
Oh, mom didn't know. My family, a lot of my family still don't know. If they if they hear this podcast, this is the first time, like for real, this is like the first time they will actually have heard this. But man, I remember crying. There's no windows. I'm watching people. That next morning, I'm watching people like scratch themselves. Like going crazy, like smacking themselves. Like, you know? <laughs> And I, and I'm just looking. And then I get I received a call from another pastor that was at the church, and one of the doctors, a good friend of mine, and like family. And man, we just we just had a really great talk, and you know they just checked up on me. They didn't you know judge me. They didn't do none of that, man, for real. And it was just like, where am I at? Like, where am I at? Mentally and emotionally. And remember when they first came and like picked me up, I just said, I just want to sit here. Because I didn't know if I honestly needed to leave or not. I wanted to be mentally to the point where I was. I needed to know that it was the right move to make if I leave out of here. Because I don't want to leave out of here if, I don't want to leave out of here if I wasn't ready. You feel me? And I remember walking out those doors, you know, I was in there for less than 48 hours. Yeah. Um, or was it longer? I can't remember. I, it was definitely long, less than 48 hours. And I remember getting to the close to the neighborhood, man. And I'm in the back. My mom was in the car with the youth pastor. And it was just silent. And I just, I was sharing tears. I was crying in the back. Not heavy, just light crying. Because so much was going through my head, man. And I'm like, I, God, it was no, but God that got me out of that, you know? He wasn't ready for me to leave. And I just thought about all the young people I work with. I thought about all the people that has impacted me in my life, you know? Um, and I would, you know, my mom did this without a man in the household, a father in the household. So it was just so much that was going through my mind. And I'm like, man. So I got the opportunity to start doing research and doing homework on this. And man, if I can really impact, and I told myself, man, if I can really impact, you know, and help people in, in their life, especially young people, man, I would do that, man. Like this stuff is not any games. Like so many of us, Young, so many young people go through so much, and a lot of it with our parents, for real. A lot of it with our parents. And I told myself, man, if I can give my daughter a great life, and what I mean by great life is just giving her time and letting her know that I'm present. I'm here. Your father's here. And right now, I may not have it all. May 
I may, you know, go, I got my flaws, I got ups and downs, and life get tough and smack me around, but, you know, one thing I'm always going to do, know that that's my baby girl, and so I'm not saying, like, the life my mom, you know, gave us wasn't, you know, wasn't nothing, it was, she did the best that she could, but I always try to tell people, man, you want your kids to be better than you. You know, how the way, you know, the way that you, what you do in your life is going to impact your kids' life. The decisions that you made, to, the decisions that you make today can impact your, your kid life 5, 10, 15 years from now. And by the time they get to their age, they just feel like they need to live that fast life. You feel me? They need to do this. They need that quick money. They need to smoke. They need to drink. They stressed out. School is doing too much. College, you know, you don't got the money. You don't got the funding for it. So it's, it's just so much. Life just smack them soon when they hit 18. Boom, you're a grown-up. Bah. And so we get into these depressions, and we get into these moods, and we just say, you know what? I'm tired of it. I can't live no more. You know, and sometimes people say, why, why you didn't talk to nobody? We have. The signs are there. We try to. And you pushed us away. You were supposed to love me. You were supposed to be there. When I came to you, you called me crazy. When I came to you, you looked at me like I was like a like I was a, a dog or something, like an animal. You looked at me like you didn't care. I know you got a lot in your life, but I just needed five seconds of your time. I just needed five minutes of your time. That's all I need was for you to hear my cry. You call me your brother. You call me your brother. You call me my, your sister. But, you know, you wasn't there. You wasn't listening. And then it's just like when the time, like, break, Fox breaking news at, at 11 o'clock, a young man by the so-and-so uh, committed suicide. And all we could do is cry. So, you know... Losing my cousins, losing my, losing my cousins impact me. I mean, I, I remember seeing one of my cousins face for like two years, every day. I couldn't sleep. I had nightmares. I mean, like, he was there, you know, every time. I went to the hospital. He was there at the hospital with me. I saw his face. I, I see all my family faces that no longer with us and I just use it to the advantage the wars I went I won wasn't because of me it was because of them you know uh, the things that I accomplished is because of them
and you know lately I've been I felt like I hit rock bottom but you know the grace of God man he he didn't he didn't let me go he kept holding on and I just I'm so glad I didn't um lose my faith I kept my faith I had prayer prayer warriors I had friends family you know that was right there uh by my side you know and my family that's uh heavenly family was there with me you know I prayed I, I cried I I had so many questions you know why and so I'll leave you guys with this, man. If you're feeling down, man, I don't care if you don't know that person. Go tell somebody. Because somebody's going to listen. Somebody's going to listen. If you need to, you don't feel comfortable being at home by yourself, go stay with somebody. Like, for real. For real. Because sometimes when we at home by ourselves, those though thoughts start to wonder and you just never know how much it's built up so do your homework the ones that you know it's always good to pay you know ask ask your friends how they doing you know have little conversations have uncomfortable conversations for real let your friends know that you love them let your family know you love them like for real you may not uh, come around every day, every weekend, but, you know, at least reach out, you know, have some type of conversation. Because at the end of the day, you just never know what people are going through. Stay tuned. Coming up next week, I'm going to have a guest on the podcast for the very first time. And we're going to continue this conversation, you know, uh, around... Uh, depressing and again going deeper and getting other thoughts and uh on this and how we can help one another so stay blessed stay humble peace love and soul god bless you till next time